when I was finishing my PhD in statistics, I'm looking around. I was doing these scholarly articles that nobody was reading about these, right. you know, complicated statistical theories. And then I thought, wait a minute, there's a problem here waiting to be solved. That is the fact that no one really knows what cards are worth except except a few people. And I thought, I'm one of those few. And I know the other few. And if I ask them right and do it right, perhaps we can uh, put together a price guide that, unbeknownst to them, because they had more trepidation than I did, I thought, I can do this. And not only that, this I really knew this would expand the industry, the hobby. In fact, expand the hobby right. into an industry because people had a lot more comfort level when they could see in black and white that this is what fair trade value or fair value was for this particular card. Yeah, and I think, you know, today we've got eBay and other active markets that let us also gauge as well, but that's still the bellwether. I mean, I can remember getting the guide, you know, I graduated college in 1990, I collected, I remember getting a couple of Frank Thomas rookies, I think it was Leaf, was this, was this rookie that everyone was seeking. I remember getting that card and seeing the guide and seeing it was worth a hundred bucks or something, and I was beyond myself. Then I went and tried to sell them and went, wait a minute, what do you mean it's this or this? That's the, it says a hundred dollars. And people, you know, people, everybody grew up with that guide helping them orient towards value. And that was something that, you know, in anything that can be bought and sold without that, you know, you're flying blind and you help people keep themselves straight in this. And that was much needed for a long time. Well, what people didn't realize is that, you know, that again, I, I think people have attributed, attributed things to me that aren't, that aren't what I would say. But I mean, the guide, the press guides were always a starting point, not necessarily an ending right. point. The starting point right. is we can both look at this guide. We can see what it's, what the guide says, and then we can yeah. negotiate from there. Uh, if the guide was so perfect, which it wasn't, but if it was so perfect, right. then there'd be no need to have a new edition the next month. Right. But things were yeah, dynamic and, that's, and, that's, and there and was movement. Yeah. Of beauty. yeah. So help, you know, you founded Beckett, you grew it into, into what it was, you know, right up until, you know, you sold to a prize. You know, how did, how did the grading market come about? How did you, you decide to get into SVG and PSA's playground on the grading side? Well, and there was, there was a pretty big opportunity there. And, you know, we had thought about that for a number of years. So it's not something we jumped uh -huh. into without thinking. Right. We've been contemplating that for a number of years. And, you know, if you listen to some of your critics, you're, 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 they say your customers are always right. Nobody says your critics are always right, but our critics <laughs> yeah. were probably wrong in the sense that the few that would would voice this, that you shouldn't be grading cards and pricing cards. When in reality, right. in order to do price guides, we have, I mean, that's one of the toughest parts of our job is you can't just say, well, this card sold for this price and then put that in your, in your black box right. and spit out an accurate price. Because without knowing the condition of the card... It, it, it's it's incomplete information, and so all along our guys were were grading. In fact, we populated the grading department with with, with guys that had been some of our senior price guide people because they totally got it. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and you know, I'm in a big business. You know, I'm in a, I work for a twelve billion dollar company, and I've been involved in lots of mergers and acquisitions. And nothing's more amazing than you can have a bank advising you on the buyer or sell of a company, and at the same time they're working on the financing of that same deal. In the marketplace, you know, the concept of, you know, I don't, I don't know if you can say it, so or not, but Chinese walls exist. And you can have those in the world, and it doesn't make it wrong. And, you know, it's, I've always found it interesting how much you expanded the universe of what was possible in the hobby. And people have had a hard time keeping up um, in a lot of places. Well, in one sense, they were under one umbrella. But in another sense, they're two separate things. If our right. grading, right. if BGS was not considered to be at least the equal of PSA when we got started, right. because they were the incumbent, mm -hmm. then we, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have floated. We just sunk. And the same thing right. is if we were doing a great grading, but it was compromising the integrity of our price guides, you know, then we'd have problems there. So we had to right. be twice as good 
Uh, we had again. I, I, right. had, I had. Uh, we had great people on our team. Great people. And I, I should mention Mark Harwell, who was the, the president of our company at that time. One of my good buddies, who's now passed away. But he he basically came from a coin background, and he was just salivating mm -hmm. over the opportunity to jump into into grading. He said, "This this sure. is going to be great." And he some of the innovations in his marketing and and you know, digital savvy, you know, understood that we had to make a grading company for the 21st century. And this was in the late 90s. So we right. we tried to get. To bring some innovation to it and not be a copycat me too service because PSA was doing great, mm -hmm. uh, but we weren't trying to be almost as good as them. We were trying to be better. Going going with the grading up, yeah. you're are you following? I mean, right now you're following the uh, like Jim. Do you, do you ever get cards graded? I have grading order submitted right now. Don't start me on Atta that. Boy. You know, I was, I was I was wondering whether Mike Fruitman was going to make an appearance in this show, <laughs> waiting <laughs> waiting to to come. In. No, I have a I have a bunch of cards at uh, BGS. Jeremy's my buddy, but apparently he's not such a good buddy that he's going to give me. I don't go to the front of the line, that's for sure, and I don't get preferential <laughs> grades either. But I've had car I've had cards in there since before COVID, which nobody's going to play the violin for me. But there are because there's a big backlog, and that's a problem. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I've I kind of regularly submit a few cards because I like to see what's sure. going on, and basically sure. what's what's gradable is evolving, and yeah. uh, and then I also grade for the purpose of protection. And Mike's been down here. Yeah. I have kind of a wall of fame where all the cards that are alphabetized by player and celebrity, I, they're 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 all graded by BGS. So. So I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at the market now, and and do you ever? I mean, you're, I know you won't take credit for for what the market is right now, but do you ever look and just are you amazed by where we are in terms of collecting right now? I mean, I, Sean, if you, if Sean hasn't shown you his pile, his his grading pile, his, his return from Beckett is, is is a pretty substantial pile. But like, I know you did, you're not going to take the credit for creating this, but are you just amazed with where we're at right now with the market? I'm so amazed at the market that I'm wondering why you're not giving me credit for it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to get the credit, but I've been gone for 15 years, and I think we set some things in motion. But the team has worked really hard, and uh, that what what the what the new entity has that I didn't have. I was build the best mousetrap, and people will come and find it. And the new entity that I've you know that I've sold to, and now the successors are like, you know, take that better mousetrap and and market it aggressively. Yeah. And so I, I I really let things market themselves, and it it served me fine, but. Uh, they're they're aggressively going out there and and getting cards and uh, and they've got a big backlog. So I'm I'm not going to be a complaining customer. I'm just going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say. I, I I don't I can't twist their arms anymore. I'm not the boss. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing. I mean, I, from where I sit as a guy who buys, I collect and I sell. You know, the grading does do what one of its purposes is. It gives it gives people cert more certainty than they have on the raw side. It gives them something to benchmark against other similar types. But as Mike and I have talked on past shows, you still got to use your eyes because the, there is still judgment involved with grading and people get caught up in, oh my God, that's a nine five and they stare at it and, and you know, and there is no certainty. So people need to understand it's not different than the, than the price guides. It's a setting a range for you to assess and let you figure out what kind of value you want to put on something as a benchmark. Yeah. And to me, people treat it like Bible. It's real simple. You take your card and you figure out what the grade is and yep. then subtract. Or you take what your opponent says the grade is and add. You know, it's they're they're one's <laughs> exactly. up by a half point, one's down by a half point, and you'd meet in the middle. Right. So I've learned one thing on the show now is that I'm apparently coming in behind Sean Barker on my submissions as well. You got stuff back? <laughs> well, I'm I might be later. paying. I might be paying for fast service. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's you. You got the magic touch then. So when you're all right, this this maybe you shouldn't answer this, which is a great way to start a question. 
But when you're at the national and you're looking around and you're, you're looking for deals, do you look at Beckett pricing or do you look at eBay pricing? Or do you not want to ask this question? No, I mean, as Sean was getting at that. And that is that if, if I'm looking for one card, and it's it's I'm really serious about looking for this one card. I'm going to do all the research. I'm going to look in the the Beckett magazine or the OPG. I'm liable to even go to the uh, SMR. I'm going to go to uh, eBay. I'm going to go to ComC. If I'm looking for one card, the problem is if you're looking for a thousand cards, you're not going to do the research on a thousand of them. You have to know it, and that's my edge from doing price guides all those years. If I look at a box of cards, I and Rich Klein has a little bit of this too because he was doing helping on the almanac so much. Is it? So you just have an intuitive feel that this is this is a better card. I'm going to be wrong occasionally, but not that often. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be wrong by taking something that turns out is not very saleable. And I'm going to occasionally be wrong of not taking something that would have been a really good deal. So I don't have a list. I'm just looking through, and and there are not that many people that can do that. Rich can do it, but he has completely different interest than I have. Rob Veris can do it, but he's he's now the pro. I'm the amateur. I used to be a pro. I'm the amateur now. And Ryan can do it too. Rob, I think. Rob would tell you if he's proof that if you do it enough, you can make money at it. <laughs> no, you got to do it well too. I mean, he's 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 he yeah. spent you know the Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours. He's way over ten thousand hours. Oh yeah, he's way over the math on that. But so am sure. I. So am I. So so you can't. My my point is, Mike, you can't look them up. If you're looking for a handful of cards, you can look them up and and kind of make your little notes. Right. But if you're not, if you're just looking to be an opportunistic buyer, you've either got to have a lot of knowledge, you know, up upstairs. And so we're doing these. Yeah. At my shop, we're doing these weekly singles nights and I'll sit down my, my Friday night relaxation, my, my, my favorite night of the week, other than date night, of course, I'll sit there on a Friday night and I'll price out 200 cards. And I find that it's, it's very therapeutic for me. I try to ignore the phone. I try to enjoy the computer. And the first thing I do is I look him up by Beckett. And what's interesting now is so many years ago, people say Beckett on my card, $50 on sale for 39. And their first question is, oh, what's it selling for on eBay? Beckett, wrong, 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 I know, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it. Well, now it's interesting. Flip. And I'm looking at, like, I looked up a 93, 94, uh, finest Jordan the other day. And I, and I looked at Beckett to come up with my starting price. And, and, but I looked at the eBay price and it's so far beyond the, the changes that we're seeing are so immediate. And I think it's going to get more interesting is when, if, when sports actually start. You know, if Luca, your, your shirt, Luca goes for 38 the first night with eight assists and four whatevers. I mean, I think the run that you're going to see on a card like that is going to be faster now than possibly at any other point. I think the focus on sports right now, the, the hope that they come back, the, the thirst that we all, the hunger that we have for sports right now, and, and the investment side, I, I think we're going to see runs faster than we may have ever seen in the past. Could be, and I'm yeah. fine with that. And uh, again, the Beckett uh, Price Guide guys are great guys. They've got a, a really tough job. They they. They work it really hard, but it's 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 very very difficult. It was difficult when 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 I was doing it. We had a whole bunch more people than they have now. It's even with the the greater access to data. It's still it's still there's so many cards, so many cards. Yeah. 